the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Fantastic Friday. And we are going to have Friday features with me, last segment of the show, and I'm going to need your help. I've been slack, and I haven't had time to watch movies. I've been working a tremendous amount, and I'm going to need some advice. But in the meantime, it's kind of, I thought at this stage of the game, with this level of collapse of society, of the American economy, with this obvious and total failure of this dementia-ridden fraud who was protected by a cartel of propagandists owned and operated by parent companies that all have contracts that depend largely on government. I thought that maybe, maybe, there would be some old-fashioned news sites that promoted this piece of garbage that they're called a president, some do, that would say, you know, there's some major problems. In fact, economically, we are in the beginning stages of what could lead to hyperinflation, and it's only really talked about on financial channels. And I go on to... The, these these numerous, from the Drudge Report to you name it, media outlets. CNN, I don't even bother with the rest of it. MSNBC, they're all... And every one of them took what CNN did. Every one of them, it, 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 they're talking about the Bannon indictment. They talk about Trump. They talk about Bannon indictment. They talk about the so-called uh, Republicans that are easy to hate, rather than talk about what we're really facing. Like, for instance... In Chicago, the very, very unfit teachers' union, very, very communist-orientated, corrupt, through and through, CPS union is truly owned and operated by the most corrupt collectivist versions of Marxists and communists, and just just bald-faced abuse of the children who they're supposed to teach. You see the result In the loathsome IQ of the city dwellers as the kids, these are the ones that are committing the chaos. They took a day off to propagandize a vaccine for children. At the exact same time, every area around the world, this is not just America, with the strongest vaccine rules, with the strongest government shutdown and iron fist over citizens' movements and freedoms and choices, That's where these cases are the worst. Florida is the lowest in the country. The lowest in the country. And that's even with the Biden regime airdropping 
untested illegal aliens in the dark of night throughout Florida, throughout Texas. So rather than have these this be newsworthy, which it should be the lead of every damn news outlet from beginning to end, this is what we should talk about. By the way, what we have wasted all of your time on does not work. It does not work. Instead, what do you hear in the sewer of Chicago and the other Democrat mafia hubs? We'll begin with the push to get more children in Chicago their COVID-19 shots. Schools are closed today to give families an opportunity to get kids as young as five years old vaccinated. Diane Pathy is live at one of those sites. By the way, this kid right here, this Channel 7 kid, the idea that they gave this child a job to report the news is preposterous. He plasters on that stupid smile and that 1030 in his hair. And he just promotes whatever words are on the screen. He is a true punchline. I can't remember. What was that broadcast guy that they made fun of? Will Ferrell. My God, this idiot will say anything. We'll begin with the push to get more children in Chicago their COVID-19 shots. Schools are closed today to give families an opportunity to get kids as young as five years old vaccinated. Diane Pathy is live at one of those sites right now. Diane which happens to be a school, Mark, but you're right. No school today because the city declared it Vaccine Awareness Day, the first major push. Now, these are reporters. Why don't you report that from Sweden to Vermont to every Democrat hellhole that has been pushing mandates, has been costing jobs, livelihoods, has created or contributed to Massive economic problems. Every single one of them is where the COVID spikes are. Yet those other states that took the principles of Americanism, took the idea of liberty and freedom, and allowed the people to choose their path to be in charge of their own health and their own decisions, seem to be leaps and bounds. Not seem to be. Are leaps and bounds ahead of the totalitarian Marxist mafia states. But instead, these imbeciles, these talking mannequins, are chipper about delivering lies. They are truly Pravda. To get young students vaccinated against COVID-19. No school across CPS today for kids, and city employees get time off to get vaccinated. Man, oh man, to be in this union mafia, this is great. How about the, the, the money? Still comes in for today? Nobody go to work and just sell, putting the experiment into children? You know, the ones that are undeveloped. But five-and-a-half-year-old Riley Fernando fought her fear and did it. With Dad by her side, he made sure they used her day off of school to get her vaccinated. I've been waiting for it for a long time. So, you know, I, I get paranoid with her in school, and I know they take measures, but you never know. So I was just happy. Mayor Lightfoot even rolled up her sleeve to get her booster, reminding people across Chicago of the importance of getting vaccinated, especially ahead of the holiday season. We're in a very different place this year because of a vaccine. So still be cautious, but make sure. An absolute lie. An absolute bald. I think it's funny because she's the only woman I ever saw with a receding hairline. Bald-faced lie. Like her whole persona. Absolute and bald-faced lie. We're in a much better place. How do you know? Hey, stupid. How do you know? Because if you compare it to before... The citizens of Chicago allowed 
your freak show administration to shut down life as we knew it. Things were a lot better, stupid. Here's what's good for you. The people who inhabit your ghetto were educated by your teachers. So they're probably too stupid to remember what it was like 19 months ago. Huh, freak show? That you are fully vaccinated and the people who are gathering around your table um, are as well. CPS students who are vaccinated. Are- here, I'm going to make a proclamation here because I only really associate with my wife's family at this point. And uh, I only deal with, I don't even think I have to do this, but there will be no one, no one that vaccinates their children allowed in my house. No one that vaccinates undeveloped children and puts this experiment in their arm will be allowed in my businesses. I will not associate with anyone who puts this into children. If you choose to do it as an adult, buyer beware. But if you, as a parent, force this proven failed experiment that some, mainly frauds and liars, call a vaccine, you stay the hell away from me. See, that's what I can control are not required to quarantine, which is why school officials say they are so anxious to vaccinate as many students as possible. And city health officials promise there is enough pediatric. You know, if the parents of Chicago were good, would there be this many Democrats? I mean, how could you allow your kids to be part of the experiment? Adults, like I said, there are people out there that decide to put all kinds of things in their body from booze to heroin. But you're going to do this to your kids who rely on you to protect them, who rely on you to stand up for them when they can't stand up for themselves, to keep the bullies, even the ones that are dressed in the wrong gender outfits with receding hairlines, to keep their fascism and their corruption away from them. Apparently, a lot of people don't take parenting seriously. They all seem to be mainly from one party, though, huh? That's why it's time... Why don't I just do what I did with the store? There will be no Democrats allowed around me for the rest of my life. Vaccine available for anyone who wants it. According to the Department of Public Health, it's coming at a good time. And there are more than 10,000 vaccines going into arms every day right wait, wait, now. That's Dr. Dryheave. What is Dr. Dryheave's credentials? She obviously didn't work her way through med school on a modeling scholarship. What exactly are her credentials? I find it hard to take advice from very unhealthy-looking people. And I don't just mean unattractive like a jack-o'-lantern missing a candle in their mouth. That she can't help. That's shallow gene pool. Can't help it. I'm talking about short and rather stout, where the only thing missing is a hood ornament. It's ridiculous. Now you're giving advice, Chubby? That is more vaccination than has. Yeah, let's cheer for that. That is more vaccine yeah, re, that has been Marxist. happening here in Chicago since last June. So that's 70,000 plus doses every week. And let me tell you, that is none too late because compare it to any city, any state doesn't have to be Florida that allowed the people to have freedom and choice. Compare it to a city and state with the least vaccinated. Let's do that. Let's see how it goes. And yet, is there a talking mannequin to bring up one, one of those pertinent realities? See, because the swindlers out there, the people who sell this government utopia, they cannot have you look at reality. Whether it be the economy, whether it be their eco-Nazism, or whether it be the, the force and fraud in this fake, fake vaccine.
We are on the increase with COVID-19 cases here in Chicago. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why? Why? Hey, you. Unattractive. I'm talking to you. Mark and Tanya, Dr. Arwoody says she does expect another surge of COVID as we enter the winter months. So they will continue to push these vaccinations. My sympathies to that unlucky bastard you married. But aside from that, let's focus on what has happened since these two buffoons started to act. What were they called during the, the first Halloween a year ago? The COVID slayers, what were they when they dressed in costumes, portly costumes? What were they then? This has been going on for 18 months, and there are still people willing to take a word that comes out of their mouth and give any kind of credibility, any kind of credence to anything they say? I mean, how much failure needs to happen before the citizens say, go blow? How much, how much failure, how much has to be wrong? How much money has to be lost? How much inflation do you have to tolerate? How many calamities foreign and domestic, are we going to allow this incompetent, corrupt Marxist mafia to commit before people wake the hell up? There is no vaccine. The virus is an experiment that the American government paid through via Fauci's demands, insistence, and participation. He created it, pickle face. Now they're trying to cover his ass and their ass. And they're trying to make you feel like they have it under control. They have nothing under control. They are blind mice dressed like the other gender. 312-642-5600. Man, oh man, I, I, I cannot imagine having your kids in one of these schools. I cannot imagine it. And I understand some people don't have choices. I get it. But I also don't think they're looking for hard enough alternatives. I mean that. They, they, what they have done to the kids intellectually, is turn generations of Americans into the Fourth Reich. I just got a a text from a dear friend of mine in Elmhurst. There's a York School board meeting coming this Tuesday at 7 p.m. There's a teacher there teaching socialism out of the Howard Zinn textbooks. The teacher has invited her friends to support her in teaching of Marxism. He's exactly right. It's 7 p.m., 162 York Road, we need people there. And that's fine. That's fine. Go there and you start yelling. In the meantime, they're in control of your kids. And now we know the evidence. We know the evidence of the this, I don't even want to call it that, the experiment. The experiment that they're turning you into guinea pigs. Now people are going to be okay? Yeah, it, it, it's okay for the kid. Misty, I forgot the, the, the guy's name. We had the cut a while ago. The father who raised his son. The son had the vaccine, then he died from the side effect that they're hiding. They're hiding the side effects. Thank God for Ron Johnson and other senators who are giving a platform because your government is pitted against your well-being. See, what they're afraid of is that you have knowledge and you can think for yourself. Does he plan to bring up the COVID-19 origins with President Xi, given he has said that China has been blocking investigators from getting access to information that's critical to that? Wait, Pippi Lystocking's back. Now, Pippi Lystocking is all vaccinated. I'm sure her whole family was. Why don't we talk about how Pippi Lystocking had COVID? And then they'll say, oh, but she didn't die. Well, she's also what? 40 years old is stupid and in fairly decent shape for a Democrat woman? 
No kidding. Congratulations, you're with the rest of us. 99.5% survival rate of the pickle-faced Fauci-invested flu. Is a remaining concern, and there will be a broad range of topics that will be discussed, and the president's certainly not going to hold back on areas where he has concern. Yeah, because when I think of tough questions, I think of that guy with the panty liners on who looks like Mr. Burns. He's going to be, he's going to scare that Chinese communist. He's going to be scared. Just like Vladimir Putin's afraid right now, right now, as he's, as he's already mounting to take Ukraine. Your, this entire administration is a punchline. This entire administration is a punching bag. This entire administration is a disgrace. A disgrace to anything American. Slobs, corrupt, feeble, fascist. Again, I would point you to the fact that we'll do this preview call on Sunday where they'll talk in more detail. It's uh, Monday evening, uh, so I would not expect a press conference that later after the call, given the time difference. Come on. Just show the moron holding the giant cue cards. That says, shut up. Get somebody, teach somebody to mimic that stammer, that dementia stammer. You'd be better off. Keith in Arlington Heights. Hey, hey. Hey, how's it going, man? Good, buddy. Hey, you know what? Uh, as, a, as a person who lives in Illinois, man, I have decided I'm not giving my child, I'm not going to allow my child to take the vaccine. Why? One, anytime you got to use Big Bird, Biggie Bird, to try to convince <laughs> or manipulate uh, uh, parents to give the kids something that you know something's fishy there, and, and, and I think the bigger thing is we're trying to get as much of the virus money from the federal government because remember we got all these past pension uh, you know bills, and I feel like they're just trying to see how much money they can get from this. It's it's it's, it's a, a big power grab, and I refuse to be the guinea pig. Well, I'm then, proud of you. You know. I'm proud of you. And Keith, I don't know if you remember, 15 years ago when my kids were in grade school, there was a tremendous push, and then we found out why, to get kids all kinds of different um, IEP numbers, kids that normally wouldn't have had it. Back then, they said that they had ADHD and ADD, and they wanted to get the kids on medication because we then learned that the schools were receiving money from the federal government. So the kids were nothing more than a pawn, a chip. And that's how they yeah. were used. I couldn't agree more with yeah. you. But you know what I love most about it? If you're saying you're not going to turn your kid over, maybe, just maybe, that kid will watch you fight for him or her. Yeah. And that yeah. is something, a bond that you have. That as a parent is your only job as far as I'm concerned. And if these schools yeah. are going to abuse our kids, and if they're going to profit off our kids, and if they're going to make them, dumb them down, then we need to take our kids out you, altogether. And this way they lose money. Because after all, Keith, it's quite obvious, and I totally agree with you, all they really give a rip about is the money they make. That's why the teachers drive through a teacher parking lot and tell me if they care about your kids. Thank you very much, Keith. I appreciate it. Let's go to Roger Oaklawn. Hey, I, uh, I just wanted to tell you I belong to one of the largest unions in Cook County. And we just got a, a letter maybe a couple of weeks ago about uh, the international said that it touted all of the positives about the, that it was that the vaccine was FDA approved. And I tried calling them to tell them, hey, it's just approved for, you know, uh, temporary or emergency use only. It had nothing to do with it. They printed propaganda, which whatever. Not all of my friends were getting ready to retire. We're not. None of us voted Democrat. You're not going to feed us that stuff and 
Illinois. All of us are looking to leave Illinois. You know, the only thing keeping us here now are our grandkids. That's it. You know, Roger, I was in unions. I never blamed the union worker for the most part. I blame them when they agree with the shakedown, when they let the B.A. shake them down, when they they don't speak up against how they hire their moron cousins in very important positions. But when I complain about the union, it's because I'm complaining about the the obvious corruption in the upper echelon, how they are working hand in glove with corrupt uh, members of our government. It's a real shame. But when you see this, I'm I'm I'm. I think it's great that you see it, but what bothers me is you're, you're, you're an older man. You've been through the mill. You understand the scam. I'm worried about the kid who just got through trade school, who instead of pushing back thinks it's normal to be shaken down by the union, and now is going to follow in the footsteps of the corrupt union fat-ass business agents and be a step-and-fetch vote for the Democrat Party. That's what I'm worried about. So guys like you, I love, but you know exactly what I mean because you see it firsthand. Am I wrong? Here's my question, too. How could we be working in, uh, say, Joliet? They're huge in, uh, in nuclear and gas and yeah. coal-fired plants, and our governor is going to put them out of business in 2035. Where are we going to go work when Chicago, is, when Chicago has no work? We go to Joliet. How could our unions... Be supporting this guy who's giving up jobs because the, the fix is in roger and your union upper echelon cares about as much about you as the teachers care about the kids that's why you're just useful idiots to them you're pawns thank you roger for the call i gotta go to break i didn't mean to Thanks. cut you off we'll be back after this let it snow let it snow and snow you know i remember in the beginning of this vaccine thing there was a chance that you would have the a, a placebo. I wonder if they've ever factored in what the percentage of people who think they got vaccinated have the placebo. And then if those people who really got the vaccination have this massive uptick, not that it's not already unbelievable how many people who are vaccinated, how many people who are vaccinated get the virus again. This whole damn thing is a block out of information. The last thing a corrupt liar of any kind ever wants you to have is perspective they don't want you to have the perspective on something they're telling you is going to help you when the reality is from the evidence it doesn't not only doesn't it help you it may contribute to you getting it again it's preposterous but they don't want to have the conversation on facts very reminiscent of the eco-Nazi platform, of the wrong-headed, completely wrong, CO2 is bad for everything. Greenhouse gases, greenhouse gases. Hot, cold, hot, cold. Let's call it change. Perfect. Verlan on the south side. When it comes to this vaccine, the government looks upon you as an acceptable loss. And people are signing themselves and their kids up to be acceptable loss. We all know that there's been 13... The 14,000 people that have died because of this vaccine. But to achieve their ultimate goal, they'll, they'll dismay that. They'll just dismiss it. And, and you, you're, just, you're just signing up to be a guinea pig as far as I'm concerned. And I, I won't have any part of it. Now, here's the, thing that, here's the thing that people should know about you. You're actually in the healthcare industry. Is that not true? That's true. 
And you've been working with COVID patients since the very beginning, correct? Since the very, since the very beginning. I lived in the bubble from 8 to 16 hours a day. People, COVID people sneezing on me, sweating. I was touching their sweat. They're coughing on me. And I barely wore a mask. And I didn't catch a thing. Not a thing. And to this day, you do not have the vaccine, correct? To this day, I've been tested over 250 times. And I don't have anything. You do have a rather large head, though. Do you think that that may be the answer? Well, maybe my alien DNA has something to do with it. Here's a guy that needs custom hats and a custom helmet when he played football. Thank you, Verlon. Appreciate it very much. Frenchie, love the name. Hi. Oh, my gosh. This is, hello. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. You are like my hero. I hope that I I get to meet you before I die. My comment is, Lord God, these leftists are taking the fun out of my life, and they're spreading their misery on me. For example, I had like a three-hour appointment yesterday in the dental chair. It was just awful. And I'm like, I want to give myself a little treat. So I went to Dunkin' Donuts and said, I'm going to get like a small pumpkin latte. It was $4.50. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's going to prevent me from just going crazy and having a medium. This is, they're like, they're killing my pleasure in life. Yeah. Welcome to Utopia. It's, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. You know, it's funny you say that. Coffee, by the way, coffee, not just Dunkin' Donuts coffee, which I hate, by the way. But coffee is through the roof with inflation. Through the roof. Everything that we need or we consume, whether it's a guilty pleasure or a necessity, is up between 20 and 70%. Instead of that being on the news, what's on the news is that Steve Bannon was indicted for ignoring Congress. And the reason is there are useful morons out there that would rather distract from the reality so that they could feel go around and feel self-righteous. Because they have nothing on principle, nothing on reality. The reality is Joe Biden should be removed from office today. His administration should be under investigation for multiple levels of failure and corruption, both foreign and domestic. Instead, they want to talk about one man and the people around him tightly. Thank you very much, Frenchie. Can't wait to see a year from now. That coffee will be $10. Tom in Deer Park. Uh, Sean, it's not Tom. This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Thank you for taking my call. They preempted my show as you are a rising radio star in Chicago. But what I wanted to say to your audience and what my national audience is now hearing, that my best friend, Steve Bannon, will be exonerated and will be reinstating President Trump. Are you are you more bothered? Are you more bothered? Are you more fixated on Steve Bannon in January sixth, or are you more fixated on the foreign policy collapse of our nation or the domestic collapse of our economy? Which one do you prefer to talk about? I am very upset about my friend Steve Bannon. There you go, and that's a never Trumper. That's what they sound like. That's how they think, and that's how they live. Now the difference is Tom is rich. I don't know how Tom got rich, but he's rich. So he doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Because those are the people who can afford a Biden administration. So Frenchie, who 
a guilty pleasure is a, is a cup of coffee who probably worked her entire life, 18 hours a day, hard, the backbone of this country. Those people don't matter to the Tom from Deer Park or the other never-Trumpers or the Lincoln Project pedophiles or the scum that voted for this dementia patient and his corrupt cabal that has surrounded him for 50 years. No, no, no. What they care about is that they prevent through their own self-loathing, covetous nature Americans from being Americans, from you from being with your own liberty, your own freedom, and your own opportunity. See, because here's the dirty little secret about most rich people. They don't like the competition. No, no, no. They, they don't want the competition. So what they like and what they take pleasure in is people without the opportunity to be their competition. They have that false pity. Oh, isn't it a shame how people live in the ghetto? And everything they do tries to bring them comfort in the ghetto rather than helping them get out of the ghetto. See the difference? That's the Fabian mentality. That's the socialist mentality. As long as there's an upper echelon and they're in it, they could give a rip if you're struggling, if you're hopeless, if you have no opportunity, if you in fact are a guinea pig for an experiment. They don't care. That's what it's like to be a pseudo-intellectual, self-loathing hypocrite. Uh, Kevin in his car. Hello? Hi, Kevin. Hey, Kevin Schultz from here. How are you, Sean? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing all right. Hey, take her easy on the teachers there, man. Uh, what's the difference between a teacher and an administrator? I take it easy on the teachers unless they're in the CPS. And I say this having my wife's aunt, who I love, who's retired from the CPS, yes. who told no me. No worries. Yeah. No, and you know this, Kevin. There. The teachers who think about America and the American principles in the proper way are ostracized from the teachers in the teachers' union. The good sure teachers that. are disincentivized. And they're cut out of the negotiations. Their, their opinion is sidelined. In fact, how many non-socialist teachers would you say are teaching today? Oh, I hope, I hope not too many are out no, there. No, non-socialist. Non-socialist. I think yeah. that the percentage of teachers that are non-socialist are about 20%. So when I talk about teachers, okay. take, let, just know this from now on. The 20% of teachers that are teaching American principles and are steeped in them I love you. You're wonderful. The 80% who vote lockstep like a step and fetch with the communist sharkies around America, I think they're scum. Thank you, Kevin, for the call, and I will take it easy on the 20%, but the 80% can go scratch. 312-642-5600. All right, we're going to go. we got a full board. And I was just a little girl. Oh, wait a minute. Did it, can, you, can you sing that song, little girl? I don't know. I think that might be very uh, nonconformist. And as they prepare for riots in Wisconsin, who's going to riot? Which party? Which scum? Which scum will riot? I wonder, will it be the Trump supporters? I don't think so. Will it be Republicans? Nope. The Democrat base? Tear up another city. Scum that you are. Uh, Dave in Downers Grove. Hi, Dave. I think I scared Dave. Sorry, Dave. Pray for the children. I agree with you. Scott Carpentersville. Scott? Bonnie, did you hit a button again? Are you leaning on the buttons? Hello? 
All right, let's go to Paul, Northwest Indiana. Is there something wrong with the phone lines here, kids? All right. Jim, South Elgin. All right, we got a problem with the phones. We'll have the girls working on it. There's a new guy, JT. He has a cardigan on. He probably broke something. Are they ready to go? Jim, South Elgin. How are you, sir? Wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Two things. First of all, Ben Carson is recommending kids not to take the jab. And like you said, it's all the No, but but the, the never Trumpers out there, the guys who want to talk about Bannon, the pedophile yeah. Lincoln Republicans, and the all around general Democrat mob and mafia who are going to go out and break windows. These guys say it's good and Ben Carson after all. Come on, Jim. You're you're a dentist, aren't you? You're you're you have an MD, correct? Oh, DDS. DDS, all right. Uh, ben Carson <laughs> was a neurologist from Johns Hopkins who specialized in pediatrics, correct? That's absolutely. Well, what know. the hell do you guys know? After all, you're just two stupid Republicans. What the hell do you know? After all, Lori Lightfoot, who can't get her clothes in the right section at a store, is the only <laughs> woman I've ever seen with a receding hairline. She clearly has a, four, a much better grasp of what's good and right and how what makes money, what loses. She's, they're Democrats. I mean, can't you see how successful they've been throughout history? How every city they've ever ruled over is a utopia and paradise, Jim? What the hell is wrong with yep. you and Ben Carson? Well, I guess we're just drinking from the same old conservative fountain. There you go. <laughs> uh, answered. Asked and answered. Eduardo, Midway. Yeah, Sean, you know, these people are going to get ready to riot. Maybe we can send them over to Austria and how about the Austrians, you know, because they're going to shut down with this uh, yeah. people who haven't been vaccinated. It would be nice, Eduardo, if we could figure out a way to get Democrats to riot with Democrats. I mean, outside of a weekend in Chicago where 50 get shot, nobody seems to care. Mutual combat. I still say, I still say that uh, Rittenhouse should have went with the mutual combat. He should have played a tape of peanut head Kim Fox. Allowing drug dealing, gang banging, scum and scourge, CPS students, allowing them to have open fire on the streets of Chicago. Let's go over how many kids were were uh, arrested with guns and how many were let out hours later. Let's go even with the last scum that was stealing the catalytic converter and the, the, the citizen finally, finally stood up for himself and his catalytic converter and shot that son of a dog in the neck. He was let out a couple days before, gun charge. We should, too bad, we should have figured out how to use like a Democrat against like the other Democrats and let them all live in their utopia with their corruption and their failures and their experimental drugs and their destruction of the economy. It's time for a divorce. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, Sean. Uh, calling you for a couple of reasons. One of the main reasons why I'm calling I'm hoping maybe when we get off the phone, Misty could give me uh, a way to get in touch with that single father uh, of that uh, son who died. I got to tell you, that was so heartbreaking that, you know, he gave his son and had his son get the vaccine and and he died. I I was because he liked because he trusted. First of all, he trusted these professional liars. And I don't just mean the Republicans. He trusted the professional liars in the administration telling him everything would be okay. Just like the thousands upon thousands of people 
who have suffered everything from Bell's palsy to, to, to blood clots to enlarged hearts and all the other things they want you to not know about or not talk about because they are scum. Yeah, I, I just would, yeah, I would just like to be able to somehow get a card to him or something like that and tell him that I'm praying for him because that was like the saddest, one of the saddest yeah. things I've heard yeah. in a long time. So if there's any way. And then um, also I wanted to let you know that I am in total agreement with you regarding that Mark Rivera or Riviera on Channel 7. I don't really watch the news happened for about a year and a half. I don't so even know his name. I don't like, even know if you're right. He's who, a child. They got who, this kid out of daycare who center. haircut? Yeah, they got a. Yeah, they got who about a, that haircut? Who does he know? Haircut? He's just a child who smiles at the most inappropriate times. Because you'll have to forgive me, Megan. Thank you for the call. I liked when we had reporters like John Drummond, the bulldog. I liked when Chuck Gowdy didn't have the Amish woman hips and did his job. I liked Chuck Gowdy at one time. Now I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's doing commercials for gray hair. I don't know what he's doing. But he's not doing investigative reporting as far as the rest of them. Who, Andy Shaw with that pencil neck? And his daughter goes to work for Obama. And let me guess, you're going to head up something and we'll call it the better government. Oh, that should go swimmingly. You are in a a mafia-run city and the reporters don't report on it. Of course, when you look at this administration, could Joe Biden exist in a world that gave accurate information? Or would he be in some halfway house like he should be for the crook that he is? 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So yesterday was Veterans Day. I like to be specific when I say Happy Veterans Day. I like to only really pay homage to the warriors, not to the scum in the upper echelon. When you see that somebody joined the Army in the 60s, you realize what kind of character they had. Michael R. Pump is one of those Veterans. Michael R. Pump, unfortunately, doesn't have a family. So the veterans take care of veterans, and there's organizations out there that help them when they die. I think it's important that we pay a little respect to Michael R. Pump. So I wanted to bring on Daniel Simmons. He's the owner of Simmons Madison Funeral Home. And I wanted to uh, give out the address and talk about how many times you've done this. And you seem to be doing this quite a bit. Is that right, Daniel? Uh, More than I care to. Uh, it is uh, it's a privilege and honor to all the all the veterans that I get to take care of, with families or without families. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know it's a business that my family is in too, and uh, it's something you see oh, a lot. Okay. You see a lot. That's very difficult, and uh, it's nice when when uh, you can help somebody and uh, give them the proper respect that they earn throughout their life, even if they shouldn't happen to have family. So tell us a little bit about the the funeral itself. What time the people can come and support? Michael. Pump. Okay. Well, our doors are going to open up about two o'clock. We'll invite the people, the general public, to come in around two o'clock, and we'll have a, a visitation from uh, two to four o'clock. And four o'clock is when the services start. We'll have uh, uh, Reverend Tim Perry, who is also a uh, Air Force captain, uh, who is a minister, retired 
from the Air Force as well, as long as myself, who I'm uh, currently a, a master sergeant in the United States Army Reserve. And uh, so we'll be uh, letting everyone come in and uh, pay respects to him. Uh, it'll be a close casket. And then uh, he does have an adopted family. Uh, he has a, a family her, uh, who just, you know, he was stubborn and wouldn't let anyone really let him uh, be part of his family, but they forced him into his fa- into their family, and they and they they truly are going to miss him. But he didn't have any living family, and so this is one way we're able to get people to help honor what he has done. You know, it's it's That's important so cool. that we get as many people as we people we can get out there to, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, how often do you see this kind of thing happen where people don't have any family? Yeah. They're veterans. I have that question for you, and then. The veterans kind of, uh, we spend a lot of money for veteran homes, for all kinds of uh, things and benefits. Illinois has, has not a great track record with veterans. Do you, have you had any experience um, that could be improved upon in this area? Well, I think, I think having a better uh, uh, network of people adopting veterans, I think that's what I talked about the other day with, uh, the other day about, um, families just finding a veteran who doesn't have a family or is kind of a shut-in who doesn't like to get out and do things. If you know a veteran, adopt them. Say, hey, I want to be your family. You don't have any family. Let me be part of your life and let me help you be be part of society again. Because there's a lot of veterans who saw terrible, terrible things, and they don't want to talk about it. They want to be as closed off, antisocial as possible because they're dealing with their own demons. And uh, having people just finding a veteran and saying, hey, man, I want to be in your life. And that's the first step. And that's the biggest thing I can ask people to do. You know, it's funny, Daniel. When when I was watching the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial and you see this kid up there and he breaks down because he had to shoot these kids. And you see him. He is mm-hmm. he he couldn't talk. And you realize he's the same age that 90% of the veterans are who went to Vietnam, yep. who went to Korea, who've been all over the Middle East. Iraq and Afghanistan, too. Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, all I, of it. And these are just I, kids. And, uh, you know, it's a hard thing to live with. Even if you believe in what you were doing, when you see that kind of thing and that kind of destruction of humanity, it's a hard thing to live with. And it's why so many of these guys are in the per- per- position and the predicament they are in. And it, it also seems to me like... The government really doesn't. A lot of homeless too. That's one of the reasons. A lot of homeless as well too. Yeah, and the government really doesn't care. When they come back, I mean, they provide some benefits, but there's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Stay in touch, that kind of thing you're talking about. And I'm wondering, do they do that with each other? Because I, I had an uncle who went to Vietnam. He was never the same when he came back. I had one that never came back. But I noticed that um, there were times when he he had a bar, he had a tavern, and his tavern was kind of a hub for mainly veterans. And I noticed they had yep. their own little clique, and they were very comfortable amongst each other. Does that kind of stuff still go on, or are the, is that generation of military guys kind of disappeared with the Vietnam era? That generation is slowly um, whittling away. Um, a lot of the guys who want to go to the Legion or the VFW, which I recommend uh, guys going and doing, just being part of, uh, organizations that uh, you know a fellowship. Uh, I'm a, I'm on the American Legion here in Elgin. I'm on the executive board, and I'm proud to be. I'm one of the youngest on the board, which uh, 
bothers me a little bit. I'm 50 and I'm the youngest one on the board. And it would be nice to have younger people come in, but generations are changing with the times uh, in the sense of a lot of younger, younger veterans of, uh, who are younger than me tend to want to not to go to bars or go to that kind of hangout. They want to do different social things with their kids and stuff like that. But so it's, Times changing. I'm right that smack between. I I was born in the '70s, grew up in the '80s, and I'm still confused in the '90s. You know. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I noticed with my uncle, and with other veterans that were affiliated with my family and that I interacted with through different jobs and whatnot, mm-hmm. there was a, a, a the Vietnam guys had a hard time wrapping their head around it because in their mind, whether they articulated it or or not. They didn't like how it ended. When you see what's happened oh. in the Middle East, and you see the, 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 the 20 plus suicides a day, do you think that maybe the way in which America has been ending wars since World War II, and well, Korea, but do you think that the way in which we've been ending them or not ending them, do you think that that's attributed to the, the overall depression among veterans? I think it is not a not helpful. I, I, me personally, myself and my wife will contest to it when, and this is my opinion and my opinion only. I don't reflect anything of the United States Army or the United States military's uh, opinion. So it's my opinion and my opinion only. Um, I was, my wife will say I was down for about a week. I was not a happy camper. Um, I did two tours in Afghanistan. I did two tours in Iraq. And um, I was not a happy camper. I was I was really really down and depressed, and I was blessed that I didn't see direct combat. I saw one or two firefights and mortared occasionally, but nothing. Some of these other guys have seen, who you know were daily uh, slugfests, and uh, that that hurts to a lot of those guys. And there's a lot of guys I know were not happy about how things ended in Afghanistan. Well, Daniel, I want to thank you on behalf of the listeners uh, for your, not just your service, but for your generosity and for the way in which you're handling Michael Pump's funeral. And I think it's just absolutely wonderful. I'm embarrassed that I'm out of town, but I, I'm going to send somebody from the studio to go there, and okay. I'm, going, I'm going to hope that numerous listeners go. So give us the address one more time and, and uh, let me know. Okay. Uh, I again, as many people as you can come, I would greatly appreciate. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or not. If you care about what uh, these soldiers have done, uh, soldiers, sailors, Marines, Air Force, you know, uh, Coast Guard, come be part of celebrating uh, uh, Sergeant Pump's life and it, what he's done, and uh, help help his new family. Be part of his family now. That's what I would like. I like people to be part of his family. And also, if you have the opportunity, go onto the website, uh, uh, Simmons Madison Funeral Home, spell with a Y, S-Y-M-O-N-D-S, Madison Common Spelling uh, Funeral Home in Elgin. And on our webpage, uh, you should, you'll see the obituary of the times. It's from four, I'm sorry, from two to four service at four o'clock. If you go to our Facebook page, which is Simmons Madison Funeral Home on the Facebook. You can go down and, and join our Operation Love. Operation Love uh, stands for Love Our Veterans Elgin. And we're not actually a, 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 
kind of a 401ck, whatever you would call those things. Five hundred one c three. Yeah, most most. Yeah, most scammer. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not part of that. I just want to help veterans find outlets for people who want to help. So we put people with people, organizations with veterans if we can, and people with organizations. Um, but you can join Operation Love and be part of the next funeral if you can't make this one. Uh, Sean, if you can't make this one, I'd love to have you be part of the next service that we can do for another. So, and, you know, this will be my uh, my fourth uh, funeral in the last two years that I've got the honor and the privilege of being part of. I don't do this for money. I don't do it for fame. I do it because he's a brother in arms. And it means everything that it, that it no matter who they are, even the Marines. I love the Marines. <laughs> yeah, I got a father <laughs> out there, believe me. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank you dignified for what you're doing. An honorable burial. Thank you. And I want to, I'm looking forward to shaking your hand. I really am. So thank you on behalf of all of us. I appreciate it very much. Thank, thank, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. And anytime you want me on again, I'll be on. Absolutely. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. But he's still when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's more. You know what I hate about these roach Democrats? Like, there's a scum. Someone was just brought to my attention on the YouTube stream. His name is Steve Anderson. He looks like a fat slob. And they, they say things on the Internet. They're not welcome here. Democrats scum. Let's make another announcement. Democrats scum. Change the channel. Get off the site. Or if you'd like to get a little froggy, 114 West Park Avenue, Elmhurst. I'll be there Monday morning at 1030. Come on, fathead. Talk to me like a man. Let's see who's the man afterwards. See, that's how you handle them. Because I don't want them around me. You better go chirp on the internet, talk about Steve Bannon, Trump, Trump, Trump. What's the other one they got? The weaponless insurrection. You're all scum. You're good for nothing. You cannot exist without force and taking from other people so you could feel entitled. You're the lowest form of scourge on the earth. So go to your own little phone, your own little uh, radio stations, your own little chat rooms, and live amongst your miserable, useless selves. When you do it in real life, not on the Internet, you know what that's called? A ghetto. Oh, but it is. And in the meantime, everything you touch seems to turn to Durban. Every single thing you touch turns to Durban. And just kind of taking a step back, there's some Republicans who have taken this moment where they've seen gas prices spike to criticize for the administration big picture, right? Canceling the Keystone Pipeline, halting leases for new drilling leases on federal land, saying that sort of the administration's policies writ large have contributed to the rise in gas prices. What's your response now to that? Uh, our response is that, uh, one, we haven't, ex- we haven't canceled existing. Uh- so here, let's do this. Let's like like the state I'm in now, my my home state, not the sewer where that necklace fat slob runs it, but the good one, Florida. Let's have our own energy policies. We'll do our own pipelines. We'll do our own drilling. And then the other Republican states, you know, like Texas and all the Republican states, we'll have our own energy policies. We'll have our own tax systems. We'll have our own welfare systems. And you, you scourge and scum from Illinois and New York and New Jersey and pick a Democrat hellhole. Philadelphia, another sewer. Let's pick an, uh, uh, Los Angeles, you, could, you, you took the greatest state in the country, the greatest state with what, the fifth largest economy in the world, and you ruined it. So go ahead, take California. After all, 
You can't get any fracking water, and you got teachers setting forest fires. So you could have that big one, and we'll have our own. And then let's see how things look in five years, because I know how it's going to look, how it looks whenever you're in charge of anything, you useless scum. Mid-November in New England, temperatures are falling, and Edward Markarian is making the rounds, delivering heating oil and sticker shock to his customers. As much as I hate to show them the bill, they're like they gasp, but they understand what's going on. Democrats. I understand what's going on, too. Democrats. And whatever you touch, whatever you touch, you ruin. And what's your only answer? More force. More failure. Bigger government, smaller citizen. Because that's the way you like it. You're willing slaves. You like the slave system. Okay. 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 That is all the time we have for today. We have additional opportunities. Let's take one question. Okay. All right. This is, I will hold the mic. Mrs. Vice President, this is François Clemenceau with Le Journal du Dimanche. I would like you, please, to comment on what we are watching at the uh, Polish-Belarus border for days and weeks now. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with uh, your European partners that we are watching a crisis where immigration is weaponized? And I would like you to comment, because you're in charge of the immigration uh, um, in the U.S., do you... Or can you compare it to what you are seeing at the southern border of the U.S. with the weaponization of the uh, Latino immigration into the U.S.? And um, secondly, can you just give us uh, what are your hopes about the uh, next meeting uh, last November, at the end of November, between the... Put him on the phone. Load him yeah, up. I can't see him. Put his name on the phone. I only see him. In order to find a common solution to reactivate sure, the GCPOA. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, on the last point, uh, the United States and the president has been clear about. That's Harris. Here, let's get this scum on the phone. Hi, scum. Scum. Oh, it was nice to speak to you. I appreciate you calling me. Thanks for wait, having me on. Wait, is that a voice? Are you a man? Yes. Oof. Yeah. You sure? Unlike you, I am. You going to stop by? It's Monday. Well, I would, but see here. Yeah, you're you're not going to stop by. Now with that little girly voice. Hey, Sean, you you made false statements about me. Shut up, scum Democrat. Wear your failure. Pay your high costs. You just ruin it for the rest of us. That's the problem. And here's the good news. You're gonna get you're gonna get everything you want in the end. We need to have. Uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. Gonna... Yeah. That was the 70s. These stupid son of dogs have never been right about anything in their life. Does he have his vaccine? Did you find out if he has his vaccine? Morons. Get off the show. 312-642-5600. I'll sue ya. I'll take all your money. I'll sue ya if you even look at me funny. You know, when I think about it, we just had veteran day, so I got a text from a buddy of mine who is not a Republican, he's not a Democrat, and he's like, why, you know, you won't even let him around you? I said, well, first of all, we just celebrated Veterans Day. I can think of the last what? Aside from, from Bush's war where he wouldn't do a stick up for his daddy after the Saddam Hussein, CIA Saddam Hussein in place, you know, he, he wanted to help 
daddy clear up that issue. How many wars did we fight against socialists? How many? Against socialists, against communists. How many boys did you lie to? You're going to go fight against the communists. So you think I'm going to let them on this show? Think I'm going to tolerate them in my stores or in my house or around me? No. I think it's a great. It feels cleaner when you're not around the socialists. At least it does to me. Dave in Barrington. Hey, Sean. Yes, brother. Thanks. Thanks for having a Democrat free radio station. Oh, I thank you so much. See? Thank you I, very much. You know, once in a while, I've got to admit, I will listen to some other stations. I will not name them. And they're, bun- they're filled with a useful bunch of idiots. It seems like it's the same people we're calling, repeating the same lines over and over, like in, in an echo chamber of idiots. Yeah. Thank you, so, Sean. Anytime, Dave. See? The air is cleaner. The food tastes better. Sun shines brighter. It's what it's like when you're not around socialists and communists. Peter, Northwest Side. Hey, how are you, Sean? This is Pete from Northwest Side. Hi, Pete. How are you? Good, sir. Uh, first up, I want to say I love your temperament towards uh, what we're dealing with. I think it's spot on. I think you got to keep going at it. Just keep throwing it out there, and what sticks will stick. Thank you, brother. It's not this way I've always been. Just running at a different temperature, wow. I guess. Go ahead. I wanted to backtrack a little bit to um, you're talking about Vietnam veterans. I'm a Vietnam veteran. Uh, I served from 1970 to 1976. And I wanted to point something out to your listeners. A lot of them might not realize it, but back then there was a draft. You weren't, you weren't free to choose. You weren't, well, you could, you could choose to leave the country. You could choose to burn your draft card. You could find all kinds of excuses not to go. But nowadays we have this miraculous um, all-volunteer, all-volunteer army, uh, Marines, whatever. You know, guys sign up because they, they see something. So that speaks volumes to what really this country is made of. Absolutely. Not, I'm getting choked up. Not these effing socialists, not AOC or Schumer or Pelosi or that pig that's running the country right now, Biden, who's got you know, um, mush for brains, obviously. And uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, there, there was a time when we didn't really have a choice whether we wanted to join or not. We were sort of like put in a pigeonhole and say, hey, you know, your number's up, you got to go. And for me, uh, my number was really low. It was 135, and they called that up in the first week. Um, I tried to tough it out in college for a year, but when they put pressure on you to carry so many hours of school and a uh, certain grade point average, and then you had, I had to pay for, for college for myself, but I didn't make it past the first year because I just thought this is overwhelming. My best bet would be to join and maybe have a choice. And I did. Um, Peter, I I'm, so glad, I got, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you I made it back. I, you know, people forget. 60- I, I never, I gotta, I gotta quantify this. I never saw a minute of combat. I never went over there. They never stationed me there. I was stationed, you know, in four different States in this country. My job was to work um, in the medical dental field, and um, the reason why I spent six years in is because I petitioned the government to retrain me my last two years, and they footed the bill for that, and uh, they actually gave me a job that I could use when I got out, and I did that for 11 years, and then I opened up my own business doing the same thing, and I'm still open. So I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, thank you, and I appreciate you came back. But you you know what those guys went through, some of whom are not lucky. That's why you call yourself the lucky one. And the thing is, I uh, I think 
I want to honor what they were told they were fighting against. And you remember, right. Pete. You remember yeah. how you were told you were fighting against communists? Communist. You remember when LBJ went around and said he was going to squash communism there because if he let it take a foothold, it would be here? And all that was right. really a lie, right? And he didn't want anybody to know his relationship with Huey. He didn't want anybody well, to you, know his relationship. I mean, I, I, so when I do you know, this... You know, Sean, let me interrupt you real quick because there's a there's an underlying story here about LBJ. Do you know his his wife was named Lady Bird Johnson, right? Mm -hmm. Well, her family owned huge stocks in Michelin Rubber and Dupont. Dupont uh, Company was the ones who made Agent the, um, the Agent Orange, and the rubber companies over there were, were the largest stockholder was her and her family. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why that son of a bitch kept us over there. Yeah, I agree. Listen, Peter, that's what people need to know. Thank you very much. And so when I do this show, I don't do it to help the LBJ liars, the scum corporatists, the war machine, Inc. I do it for the real reasons those boys joined the Marine Corps, were drafted, and died. In their mind, they were fighting for freedom, for liberty, for America. And now here on our shores, the Democrat Party espouses Marxism, communism, and socialism. They have done more damage to this country. The American Democrat rat, or Democrat, has done more damage to America than any foreign enemy could have. End of story. So they will not beyond this show. John Lincolnwood. Sean, oh my God. You know what? Your show is the most refreshing thing I have heard in years. Thank God you're on the radio, brother. I, listen, I now that you said that no Democrats are, I'm going to make sure I try to listen to you every night, sir. Wonderful. Thank God for you. It means God. the world to me, John. Thank you very much. Love it. See, this is how you, this is the movement. Us. You're not going to convince people who already have the ideology of absolute and total force. And by the way, the women should kill the babies. So now I'm going to reason with you on the nuances of Keynesianism. Get the hell out of here, you rotten scum. You're the cancer in the world. John in Kenosha. Hello, Sean. Yes. Thanks a million, first of all, for being there. Number one. Number two. I'll go as fast as I can. The northernmost suburb of Chicago. This is where the North Chicago Northwestern stops on the northern boundary, all right? All right. There was a vote last Monday. They were taking $6,500 out of the school board of the city of Kenosha Unified. Unified, you know, chuck full of Democrats. Got it? Okay. Right. So they took away uh, they took away a $6,500 salary a year for one meeting that cost, lasts about an hour and a half every month. So you're making about five twenty. A meeting, okay? They took it away. A group got together, 130 conservatives got together and blindsided them on September 2-3. They then got a petition together, the Dems did, and they put together 100 needed, 371 signed. They had a big meeting last Monday. They, it was supposed to be Kenosha residents, east of I-94, city Kenosha, Pleasant Prairie and Summers. That's it. You couldn't vote unless you were 21 years old. They inundated this place with seven to 800 people in an auditorium in a high school up here. And half of the half of the cars in the parking lot were Illinois plates. Now, if you yeah. know anything about Illinois and Wisconsin, you know that it's a lot cheaper to get a plate, a tag in Wisconsin, than it is Illinois. So mm -hmm. a lot of folks came up from the Chicago Teachers Union, whatever, 
but they blasted the place. And they won about 70% of the vote compared to this group that had tried to cut it down. They reinstated the full-blown salary, upped the tax levy $3 million, and uh, gave them uh, per diem, all this other stuff, blew it right by. And when they entered, you got IDs, you had to prove who you were, licenses, unlike voting, you know, Mm -hmm. and there was no secret ballot. You had to stand up, raise your hand or whatever. But once you got in the door, you could sit anywhere you want. So you could be from Winnetka. You could be from Joliet. You could be from anywhere. You were supposed to be from Kenosha. But there was, again, no identification when it came to the voting block. So they just blew everybody away and laughed and got their money back. And the kids just went on their merry way without having additional teachers. We provide their donuts, their lunches at their meeting, and everything got turned upside down. So all I'm asking, please. To the northernmost suburb of, of Chicago, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Next time there's a meeting of conservatives, don't be stray cats. Rally ahead of time. Know you're coming because we're not torchbearers. We actually have sense, but we have to organize. And you got to do it to make sure that when you uh, attend an event, you show sheer force of numbers. That's all I want to tell you, Sean. And John, thank thanks. you so much for listening to me. Anytime, John. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Dr. Awar, Lori Lightfoot, Kamala Harris. Democrat women proving beauty may be skin deep, but ugly is to the bone. Every time they open their mouth. Scott Carpentersville. Sean. Yes, bro. I've been listening to you for quite a while, and I'm a big fan, but I just came to realization I think we need to change our tactics. Every time everybody says Biden administration is inept, I've come to realize that they are doing everything by design. Because I I run a small business, so I keep an eye on the oil prices and stuff. And every single thing they're doing, I believe, is intentional to tank the economy. Because when I heard a comment uh, the other day where the Biden administration went to the oil executives to try to get them to lower the output of oil, I'm asking myself, why? Yeah. I'm asking why. I got so the answer. I, I think we need to change. I think we need to change strategy to to say they're doing this by design and change our tactics. Scott, do you know how I got the show and why I'm here? I've been saying that for years. The failure yeah. is their goal. We have two separate definitions of of winning. Their winning right. is to cripple us so that we are enslaved to their dictate. Our version of win- winning is so that we never need them again. So that's those are called the irreconcilable differences. I agree with you, Scott. Thank you very much. And here's more proof to Scott's point. John Kerry, whose son and, and Hunter Biden, they're a financial renaissance man. They're, they're, the, they're the scum, Rosemont Seneca, that the Chinese bank gave $1.5 billion to just to see how they do. They're also the same scum that are involved in the Ukrainian oil. They're uh, cohorts. So when uh, Joe Biden successfully usurped the office through votes of dead and alive existing and non-existing Americans, John Kerry got a big position in it. So to watch him go around as he looks like the apple tree that threw the apples at Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, he still, every time he opens his mouth, proves what an absolute moron he is. And he's the brighter of the duo between Biden and him. By 2030 in the United States, we won't have coal. We will not have coal plants. By 2035, President Biden has set a target that we will be in our power sector carbon free. Huh. How's that work? 2030. Well, now, uh, granted, these these guys are old, but 2030, 
if they mean no carbon, I, 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 they're carbon. If do they mean them, what do you mean we're not going to have carbon? What's that look like? Huh? Nobody knows. Nobody cares because it's not about us having the quality of life America is used to or the success or the achievement. It's about you being a slave that's hamstrung and needs their permission to move about, to live, to heat your house. Those are going to be the rudimentary things we'll be focused on in the future. It's going to be great, just like Venezuela, without the good music or good food. John in Bloomingdale. Yeah, that's, you know, it's interesting you just said that, Sean, because I just placed an order with Joe Cotton Ford for a big diesel F-250. <laughs> nice. Well, I like that guy. Uh, yeah, big I'm going to get Biden plates on it. No, never. Hey, yes. listen, thanks so much for uh, having me on the show. I was at the I, reason for my call. I've called before, and, you know, I made a reference to it. It was like Bloomingdale, Austin, this Melrose Park. And it's funny. I'm sitting there. It's not funny. It's pathetic. I was at the Veterans Day celebration over here at the municipality. And up there we have a great group of Legion and the – Bloomingdale, Roselle, surrounding area. I mean, these guys are dynamite. They put together they do so many donations, Wonderful. and they do it on their own. So but the situation is here, of course, the mayor shows up, and that's great because it is. I got 20 and seconds, brother, music. Okay, and then who's popping at the center of the table? Raja. What is the Democrat <laughs> doing in the middle of exploiting these guys and this everything they accomplish here? You answered your own question. For the troops? Exploiting. Yeah, it's all they know how to do. Yep. Lie, cheat, and, and steal, gonna... John. Thanks for the call. Up against the clock. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. A little technical difficulty with our guest, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Because I think it's crucially important to understand what we're up against. The bureaucracies in our government are sold to us with what is nothing more than a sales pitch. And then what happens is people think that uh, government are no longer human beings. I think the beauty of the Trump administration is that he exposed beyond the shadow of a doubt. These bureaucracies are politicized. The bureaucracies, in fact, are inhabited by, in the upper echelon, I'm not saying the people that do the groundwork. Unfortunately, those are the people that probably never get those promotions because they're not politically connected. We in Chicago refer to it as clout. And this is something that uh, we just accept, right? How did this guy get the, how is he the superintendent of streets and sands? Well, he didn't get there because he was real good at sweeping. Oh, but he didn't. He didn't get there because he got there early. He worked hard. He went home to his wife. None of that matters. Was he Ed Burke's bartender? Was he able to cover up a DUI of one of the Alderman's moron brothers or nephews or sons? That's how it really works. Well, it turns out that's how it works all through government, even the government in Washington, D.C., so I just want to pose something to you, and then I'm going to take your calls this segment, because our guest was going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about it with you. The FBI raided Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. They raided his house. 
They raid the house. Hours later, oh, I'm going to read this to you because it's crucially important. FBI leaks, hours later, Project Veritas internal documents to the New York Times after the O'Keefe raid. It appears the FBI has leaked internal Project Veritas communications to the New York Times just days after executing the chilling raid on Project Veritas. They start, the first leak started within 24 hours. Now, how does that happen? We now know um, that the so-called Steele dossier all backed up and was all made up. And you want me to believe that the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, didn't know that? We now know that the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop nearly a year prior to the election. And only now they're starting to verify and validate the accusations that were levied against the Bidens, the corruption, the legacy corruption. So they sat there for a year while Joe Biden campaigned to be the president. Well, the Federal Bureau of Investigation had what appears to be evidence of corruption. Now, Project Veritas, who has been a thorn in the administration side, in the Democrat side, Project Veritas, gets raided. We don't know why. It's not been adjudicated. We don't know what the case is, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, the New York Times gets in. That's the definition of third world corruption. Now, what do you think it's going to look like with the EPA, with the IRS, with OSHA, with HHS? Because if the FBI, which is supposed to be beyond reproach, they literally are supposed to be the truth in our nation. Looking out for American citizens and all that stuff. All these boys went away to war to fight and all the rest of it. There's a barrier, right? The FBI investigate political corruption. You think that would be the where they started? Political corruption. Looks to me like they're strengthening political corruption. To me, the leaders of the FBI for decades have been political sycophants, tagalongs to the Democrat machine. After all, was it the FBI that reported on the Clinton scandals from Rose Law Firm to Mena, Arkansas to molesting the intern? Where was the FBI? It was some big blabbermouth. That's how you found out about all that. It was, it was people that were involved in the scandals. Why isn't the FBI's main focus on investigating the politicians who wield the political power, the most, the most power in the country, at a whim? I've always been fascinated at how the financial crimes that make such obvious corrupt politicians like the Bidens, like the Pelosi, like the McConnell, uh, McConnells. Let's do bipartisan, because the, the Republicans seem to be in on it, too. Why is it that whenever it's reported on, it's a guy like O'Keefe? And they can discount him, right? Oh, he's a, he's a Republican. Why does law have to be politicized? Especially when you're talking about political corruption. And political scandal after scandal. If the FBI did what they were supposed to do, would we have corrupt judges? Would we have corrupt congressmen, senators? How about a president? I mean, you could go throughout the presidents. And now in the, in the bipartisan infrastructure bill, what gets strengthened 
all the bureaucracies, all the bureaucracies, not to mention how the IRS will be unleashed. I'm wondering, what are the first, I don't know, 100,000 audits? Do you think there'll be Republicans or Democrats? Do you think anybody's going to investigate that? Think the FBI will? It's a shame because I grew up watching the propaganda films. Oh, but there were thousands of them when I was a kid. FBI, Elliot Ness, putting all the gangsters away. Really? Are you putting all the gangsters away? Because you know what the White House represents to me? Successful gangsters. And now you rate an investigative reporter who had been investigating the president. You rate it, and you want to get that propaganda out there right away. So you leak it to the New York Times. The New York Times has been running propaganda for Nazis and communists for a hundred years. A hundred years. New York Times hid the fact of what was going on with the Holocaust. Hid the fact of what was going on in Ukraine when Stalin was in there. Good old Uncle Joe. Hid the fact of FDR and the corruption. They've enabled, they've enabled the collectivist Marxist mafia in our nation. The New York Times. Here they are again. To me, the FBI should be breaking the stories. The FBI should be the ones that are questioning the politicians. You think with their side parts on and their trench coats, one of them, maybe one of them, should say, boy, seems to be awful corrupt in Chicago. It seems to be a safe place for drug dealers and street gangs and payoff schemes to very connected from anything from construction companies to everybody who gets these little contracts with the government. You think the FBI would take a look at that? Or are they more concerned with the competition to that government mafia? seems to me they investigate the competition more than they do the corruption. It's just obvious to me. Ken in Geneva. Yeah, I just wanted to share quickly a story. I went into the FBI office in Rolling Meadows to turn in Jamie Dimon from J.P. Morgan Chase because I had documents on the financial crisis, the fraud that took place. And when I got there, they treated me like I was the bad guy. And I looked at the girl taking the notes, and I said, I don't know whether you guys are the good guys or the bad guys anymore. All I know is I've done my civic duty. And I will tell you, the way this government treats us as taxpayers and citizens, they look at us as peasants. They are their own class. The feds are an enemy, and the FBI... They never did anything to the financial CEOs. If you look at Jamie Dimon, if you look at uh, Daly over at Wells Fargo, this is a crime syndicate that's operating the country. And I just wanted to share that for anybody out there, we can't give up. You still got to fight the good fight, but we're fighting an animal that is so deep, so wide, so evil. We just have to stand up to it and don't give an inch. Love it, Ken. And I believe it. the, the, the best way to describe it is the Leviathan. The Leviathan. It's bigger than you think. It's got more arms than you think. It's got more heads than you think. It's the Leviathan. And instead of, you know what's, what's e- even equally funny? The Democrat base, the people who are forced to live in these corrupt hubs, the good people. I don't mean the scum. The good people. Why do they just accept it rather than reject it? Why are they the politicians that are the most powerful are the ones that harm the good citizens the most and reward the bad ones. 
seems to be a problem. Mike in Algonquin. Hey, Sean. Hey. I just want to let you know that uh, I'm going to go visit Michael tomorrow. Oh, thank you. That's very and, nice of um, you. Yeah. And then uh, with the vaccine thing, I just went with my insurance agent, and he said he's vaccinated, and we're talking. And he could be carrying four times the viral load and not know it, and I'm unvaccinated. And if I get the symptoms, I'll know it right away. Yeah. So the vaccinated are the super spreaders. <laughs> you know who you know who said that there was a potential for that to happen? The guy who invented the spike protein by the name of Robert Malone. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. But I want to show you the other side of that coin. The hysteria. The absolute hysteria. This was on an airplane. This was a few days ago. This is a woman, rather robust woman, on an airplane. I want you to listen to this. So she has no mask on. She's in the aisle of a crowded plane. She is hysterical because she asked a stranger, can I see your vaccine card? He said, no, I don't have one. So she stops the takeoff of the plane. It's not the law yet to be vaccinated. But what do you think these willing slaves, this fool, is pushing for with no mask? Make me breathe his oxygen because he's not vaccinated. You're not listening to me. You wish to be on the seat. I need you to take your seat. I'm not sitting there. You're putting my life in danger right now. I cannot be making breathe his oxygen. That's not fair. Do you want me to see my children? Yes. You're putting them at risk. One available. Now the pilot comes out. Pilot's a young kid, probably in his 30s. He's got a full airplane. I want you to hear what this courageous son of a gun, who's looking at losing his job, because by his response, I'm guessing he feels the way I do about the experiment, also the failure called a vaccine. I know how, uh, how challenging air travel is but there will be no discrimination on my Vaccinated or unvaccinated, we should respect each other. And as it seems, you have trouble doing that? Please access the airport. And all the people clap. So there's hope out there. There are people in important positions who are pushing back against the acceptable, hysterical fascism of not just the Marxists, not just the communists, not just the collectivists, the most corrupt people among us. 
the virtuous tyrant from citizen to politician. So resist is what we must do. 312-642-5600. This is a video on YouTube. If uh, Misty, could you post that? Because we've got somebody that thinks that uh, they heard that it was staged. Uh, I'm going to get Jim to do it. Uh, we're going to have it posted over the weekend. It's a video that everyone can watch. I don't want to say the airline because I'd be speculating. It's taken from another passenger on the plane. And I really liked the uh, applause from the people on it. Why isn't it playing? Hit a button there, bunny. I, uh, I apologize for the delay. We'll do our best to get you into London, England on schedule. Hopefully, we can have some of that lost time. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy your flight. I fly a lot now. I have to go back and forth. I'm going back to the sewer over the weekend, and I'll be back here as soon as possible. I go back and forth and back and forth. The flying experience isn't terrible until you're on a plane where somebody has that new, arrogant, fascistic confidence, where they feel they can talk to strangers and insist they behave a certain way. That's the one thing I miss about three, four years ago. Because the idea that these self-loathing, self-righteous, good-for-nothings can tell other people and ask them personal questions and then make a scene that affects 300 people on a plane is outrageous. It's outrageous. That's what I hate about these frauds, these little tyrants, these fascists, like the ones who are threatening to tear up the city if they don't get a judgment. They're like, it's the least among us, the worst fracking people. Get all the attention and all the rest of us have to pay for it. It's sickening. David and Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. You, you guys doing Features Friday? I have a... <laughs> yeah, you're like a half hour late. You want, you, 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 how, how, no, you, you're about seven minutes early. Call back. Nobody can follow the, the instructions. It's a very simple show. Follow the instructions. Although, Misty was right. Friday Features with me is a big segment because we focus on how to avoid the propagandists for the Marxist mafia. And you avoid that by not giving them the time of day. See, you notice how I didn't talk about LeBron James? Not just because I think it's preposterous to watch men in costumes who are morons. I mean morons. I just I just found out, in fact, LeBron James didn't even go to college. He went to the NBA after high school. And it's because he's baby Huey. He's what is he, seven foot five? He tore the ball into the hoop. Ooh, isn't that wonderful? Let's get some philosophy on how we should be running things from LeBron James. So it's not worth the time. So why would you watch these idiots who hate you, who hate the principles of individuality and freedom, who even hate capitalism? After all, the only reason he makes money is slave labor in China. So you think anybody, why would you give a rip about anything LeBron James says? Joy Behar, Joy Reid, any of these morons, morons. So what I like to do is watch a movie, right? So we watch a movie. I like a good documentary. Good documentary, make you feel good about when athletes were good people, where they took time out of their 
career to go fight wars, where they took time out of their career to espouse freedom and liberty, pay homage to the greatest country on earth instead of bash it the whole time driving around in a Lamborghini. Seven foot eight monster. Throw a ball into a hoop. That's how big is the hoop? What, he reaches his arm up. He's got the hoop. Oh, ooh, what an athlete. I saw the greatest athlete play basketball. Greatest. Saw him up close. Michael Jordan. There's no sense to ever watch a game again. Never going to watch one. So why give these idiots the time of day? Don't watch the Sunday shows where these frauds, who were all Democrats, who all worked for Democrats, whose wives are married, are Democrat families, watch their evening shows. I mean, if you're going to watch Jimmy Kimmel, just remember when you watch him, it's the reason I prayed when my wife was pregnant I wouldn't have a son. Because the idea I'd get some butter-handed, fat-headed pansy like Jimmy Kimmel disgusted me. Girls just have to be beautiful and good people, and that's what I got. So I'm very lucky. 312-642-5600. Friday features with me when we get back. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right, so I have been slacking. I've been very busy entertaining many people, and um, I didn't watch a lot of movies. Didn't watch any this week. But I will tell you, it was Veterans Day. One of the, my favorite movies in regards to Veterans Day is The Lost Battalion with Fonda. It is absolutely and totally fantastic. I completely uh, recommend it. If you haven't seen it, it's extremely uh, enjoyable, entertaining, and based on a true story. And for documentaries... There's none other than the Panama Papers. I highly, highly recommend it. And um, you can find out about all the accounting tricks of every prominent Democrat in America and how they circumvent the very taxes they demand the hardworking people pay. Very interesting. But now it's time for you. So give me a movie. Give me a documentary. We have two open lines, which is unusual on a Friday Features with me. So fill them up. David and Lansing, now you can go. All right, Sean, uh, I have a documentary and a film that looks like a documentary, but I don't know. Maybe you can tell me. The first the documentary is Monopoly, Who Owns the World? And it, it approaches it from a financial perspective, which, which I love. Um, and inside that film, they mentioned um, Event 201, which I, which I brought up like three weeks ago on Features Friday. I can't tell if that's a documentary or a like a bunch of actors, you know, so, but, but this new documentary, Monopoly, Who Owns the World, it can be seen for free online, which I love. Yeah, well, I mean, really, if you had a damn computer, maybe you could Google and answer your own question, so I don't know, but uh, I'll look into it. Thank you very much for the suggestions. I appreciate, appreciate it. Watching YouTube at the library. It's up on everything. Kenosha, Nick. Oh, hi. Um, so, uh, Really quick, I've got two for you. I'm always the guy that gives you the nerdy ones. Um, That's all right. I like the nerdy ones. Come on, because this one I'm kind of, I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. I'm interested in it. Tell me about it. Okay. Uh, It's called um, Pirates of Silicon Valley, and it talks about the start of Apple and Microsoft and kind of how they um, battled in the the early days in California. Uh Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I'm fascinated by that, by the way. Yeah, well then, the, the documentary I have for you is called Triumph of the Nerd, which is 
a documentary about that same subject. Nick, did you ever see the interview be, when they're interviewing Steve Jobs and they're interviewing Bill Gates, uh-huh. and they talked about when yeah. they how how often they talked with each other and collaborated with each other? Did you ever see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you yeah. very much, Nick. I appreciate wait, it. Wait, really, right, really fast. I have a. Uh, do you have Disney Plus at all? Yeah, of course. Got it all, babe. I saw an episode. Of, I had saw an episode of The Simpsons last night that reminded of you me of you, and I thought maybe it's a palate <laughs> cleanser. It's called uh, Mayored to the Mob. Uh, Homer becomes a bodyguard for the mayor and then discovers all the corruption. Okay. It's season 10, episode 9. All right. Season 10. I'm writing this down now. Episode 9. I'm going to watch it tonight. Make myself laugh. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good night. You too. I got to tell you, when my second daughter was born, she was days old. I came home with a Boston Terrier. My wife wanted to kill me. Can you imagine? Two kids. One's a newborn. And I come home with a puppy. And I bought them because I I didn't watch The Simpsons while it was popular. I watched it like later, and I loved Mo Sislak and the Boston Terrier. He had his eyeballs hanging out of his head, and I named him Mo because of Mo Sislak and Mo Green, who got shot in the eyeball. He looked like Marty Feldman as a dog. Great, but it's all because of The Simpsons, and uh, I enjoy The Simpsons' guilty pleasure from time to time. Duke Hinsdale, yes, or I'm sorry, Hillside. Excuse me. Hey, Sean. This is Duke of Jay. How you doing? Good, Duke. How are you? Real good. Uh, one of the best truck driving movies. Uh, pretty rare. Uh, 1977, Roy Scheider. It's called Sorcerer. Sorcerer. William Franken. Sorcerer. I love Roy Schneider. Fantastic. I mean, I was actually upset when he died. What a great... I loved him and everything he did. Do you remember the helicopter movie he did? I can't remember the damn uh, name of it. Blue something. Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder. Great movie. Yeah, all right. And, you got a, you got a and, documentary? Well, documentary, I haven't seen it, but I heard a free solo. I got, oh, it's very I good. I got to see it. It's very good. All right, see, we gave each other a documentary. Thank you very much, Duke of J. Dave in Racine, Wisconsin. Greetings, uh, Sean. Uh, the uh, film is Mr. Roberts with Henry Fonda. I like uh, him. Isn't it yeah, amazing? I, I, I mean, I, I like him in so many things, but who who would have known his daughter would be such a communist wacko? But anyway, go well, ahead. there are twice as many equine posteriors as there are horses. I like that. Very good. But the in that movie, there's a uh, there's always a catch line for me that you know when he uh, tells a captain played by Cagney. Uh, I don't know who's worse, you or that malignancy we're fighting after he gives some draconian order. <laughs> I like it. Very good. All right. Got a documentary? Uh, no documentary. All right. We'll let you slide this time because you're a loyal listener. Thank you very much. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing tonight? Got uh, two good movies. One's a truck driving movie called White Line Fever, Jan Michael Vincent, 1970-ish. Remember the other one is Michael called the Vincent Man. Oh man! Oh yeah! Of everything that kid did, didn't you? Oh, definitely. Had what another he great he died movie. Died in an accident, didn't he? I don't know what happened to him. Last I heard, he had some personal problems going on, whatnot. You know, who cares about all that? Guy was a great actor, man. Right. Yeah, he was, was a great actor. Peter. The other movie was a, a longshoreman movie called Defiance, where he has to lay over in New York for a while. Never. Who's in that? J. Michael Vincent. These are two J. Michael Vincent movies. Defiance. It's 1980-ish. 
I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna see because I was I was a I was a, a you'll Jan love it. Mike, I, I was a Jan Michael Vincent fan, so I'm gonna wonder if I just yeah. saw it when I was a kid. But well, what was that other one then? Hooper with Burt Reynolds, the stuntman. Phenomenal in Hooper, the kid. He was the kid. I own yeah. that. Oh yeah. I own. I that learned movie. how to drink beer and like it. <laughs> I love that movie, and it's got the old man in it from uh, the courtship of or not the courtship of Eddie's father. He was in the other movie with the maid in the '60s in that other show. It was on television. I can't think of the guy. Wolfie and Jody. Yes, that's it. Oh, what was the old man's name? Family Affair. Oh, jeez. Yeah, but that's it. me right now. Great movie, yeah. Lloyd. Well, Thank you know what? A, a lot of people can't find this movie, but you got to look up. It was an original ABC made-for-television movie with Martin Sheen. It was called The California Kid, 1960s. It's got a 33-windowed coupe. I got to see. Yes, 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 yes. You know which other one I like? California Kid. When's the last time you saw the Jericho Mile? You can see it on YouTube. Oh, you man. Throw that watch. Lickety split. Yeah, definitely, man. Right, Great movie. Man. Thank you very much. Listen, if you're on the line, I'm going to take you. When we get back, i got to go to commercial. Virtuosity with Denzel Washington. Another good pull for the airplane. I hope I don't get one of those. Well, I actually kind of do hope I get a crackpot. Ask me for my vaccine card so I can give her the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just elbow. See ya. Have a good flight. Bob in Lockport. Hey, Sean. How you doing, man? Wonderful. My, my movie is a Western called uh, Purgatory. These outlaws blow into town and all these guys... The townspeople can't do nothing bad to them, so they take advantage. And it's got Billy the Kid and uh, Wild Bill it? Hickok, Bat Masterson are all waiting in purgatory to go to heaven. Really? So they can't do nothing. Oh, man, you got to see this. Bob, I've never seen this movie. I'm kind of excited about it. Never saw it's, the movie. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, purgatory. Eric you, gotta, you, you have a do documentary? Have a documentary. Uh, yeah, I do, Sean. It's called... Uh, all over the world. It's a five-minute video. You watch it. I watched it at night to bleed off some of my anger. You watch this thing. It just makes you feel good. Check right. it out, man. Yeah, I appreciate okay, it. So Sean, does everybody you. listening. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Jason, round like. Hey, Sean. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. My movie is Apocalypto, directed by Mel Gibson. It's a fantastic movie. It is all in subtitles, but it's a fantastic movie. Love it, and thank you for listening. Thank you for calling, Jason. I appreciate it. Tom Sherville. Yeah, Sean, I just thought of a movie that you probably saw when you were a kid. Remember John Wayne's uh, movie that he did when he was a little older, closer to his yeah. death, called The Cowboys? I saw The in Shootist, the, uh, which was the last one he did. And the I'm Cowboys, I think, was before that. Okay, I got. I, I might have seen it. I can't recall it right now, but I love anything he did. I do. I love it. I love well, the whole story the, about him. The Cowboys, and then my documentary is uh, Dinesh D'Souza's Death of a Nation. Absolutely fantastic. And, Tom, go on YouTube and type in John Wayne and then Liberals. I love it. Take a listen. You'll love it. Thank you very much. Phil Downers Grove. Hi, Sean. How you doing? Wonderful, Phil. Good. Uh, I got just a documentary tonight I think every American should watch. It's called Liberating a Continent, John Paul II and the Fall of Communism. It's about the oppression of people in the Eastern Bloc by the communists, like the tools of fear they used, aspects of which I think are happening right now in the United States, and ultimately freedom from the Soviets. And uh, Remember what it was like? Happened? Do you remember when it was like, Phil, to have a... 
guy in charge of the Catholic Church, the Vatican, like that. You remember how good you just felt? How yeah, unwavering I, I really, he was? I'm not, you know, I'm not affiliated with any church. I mean, and I've seen this, and I am just so impressed with the man. I mean, what happened to the Polish people is horrendous. Yeah. You know, people it, don't know about this Caitlin Forest where 25,000 Polish army officers were murdered yeah. and buried in a mass grave by the communists, and then that was covered up by the United States and Britain. Phil, I'm watching it tonight. Everybody, I want to thank you for listening and calling, participating. I wish you a Democrat-free weekend. Watch a movie and a documentary and stay away from the hacks. I'll be back Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.